If you had 20 minutes with a counselor, what would you ask? I'm Anna Nash. And I'm Julie Sparkman, the counselor with Restore Ministries here in Birmingham, Alabama. You are listening to Head to Heart, a podcast to help you connect what you know with how you live. Welcome. We're glad you're here. Hey, y'all, this is Anna Nash, and I'm here again today to have yet another hopefully deep and rich conversation around the current series that Julie Sparkman, my friend, is teaching called From the Inside Out. Hey, Julie. Hey. We have attempted to do this podcast a few times, and today we're hoping is the day that it will finally happen. So thank y'all for listening in. For those of you that have done the study, we're so glad that we can take it into an informal setting and and um, ask and answer questions to one another to hopefully ground it deeper within your heart and within your soul. We're praying for you, and we're excited about this study. If you've never done the study, we really encourage you um, to not just listen to these podcasts, but to get the the workbook and and get the curriculum and and really dig in and ask God to use it. Um, it's, It's based on His Word. Julie, tell us about the scripture that this study is based on. It's based on Proverbs. 423 which says guard your heart above all else as a matter of fact guard your heart Mm -hmm. for from it flows everything that you do and as believers we're a whole lot more concerned too often with what we're doing right right rather than Mm -hmm. where what we're doing Mm -hmm. is coming from the other thing that I, I I do like about this study is it's extremely pragmatic about something that everyone is talking about right now. They're talking about the topic of trauma. They're talking about the use of the word triggers. And it's real, real uh, pertinent right now. It is a hot topic. Mm -hmm. It's very relevant. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so thankful that we can bring the spiritual element based on God's word around these things. Because this is God's science that you've taught me. This is the way that God made us. And so we're so happy to bring that into this. That he is our creator. We are created this way for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. And so I just appreciate you. And all that you're teaching us through this, just as a little quick review, um, today, again, we are on Chapter 4, Lesson 4, called Name It to Tame It. It's a six-week series, so after today, we'll have two more conversations. Basically, in the first couple of episodes, Julie and I just talked about recognizing and seeing and being able to identify the feelings and emotions that are going on in our heart. We use the word... Um, Indicator light, right, right, that that light on the dashboard that something is off, something is out of balance, something is off kilter, and not being afraid of that. In what I am thinking, in what I am feeling physically, or what I'm Mm -hmm. feeling emotionally, and it's not necessarily as when it comes on to say something's out of kilter, but it is God's warning system to say, hey, pay attention, not necessarily, not necessarily wrong, but hey, pay attention. Something is coming up that probably needs to be attended to before you act out of it. Yes. And so that, that launches into the next conversation was about, which was about that inner coach. You just said, don't say it's wrong. That's right. Because there's a voice in your head. Tell us about the inner coach. Well, that inner coach is, I think the central block 
of awareness because that inner coach gets in there and starts as soon as you're getting the information out, as soon as you're saying, oh, I just thought she doesn't even want to be with me, that inner coach starts saying, oh, that is so junior high. Mm -hmm. How long have you been a believer and you're still thinking mm -hmm. something like that? And as soon as that starts, that evaluation, yeah, yeah. that condemnation, that's absolutely shuts down curiosity, which is what we're trying so hard to cultivate curiosity mm -hmm. in our own heads. Right, right. And that voice, to me, I recognize it when I start using the word should or shouldn't. That's right. As soon as those words start popping into my thoughts, I'm like, I'm going to that place of listening mm -hmm. to the coach. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I think we can hear that coach come right out of our own mouths mm -hmm. when a loved one says something that's, quote, wrong, like... If you ever said to your mother, nobody likes me, everybody thinks I'm ugly. You remember what your mother said right away because it's like inbred in us as mothers. As soon as somebody says something wrong, we must correct right away. And so right away, mom goes, oh, no, that's not true. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm afraid. Now, you know that fear is not from God. Listen to how you often speak to other mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. and watch what it does. Watch how that shuts you down. It really does. The other person. Of, it, it, just the natural is just to move away, get, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. move past it. Let's put a band-aid yeah. on it yeah. and move on. Right, okay? right. But the problem is uh, it does put a band-aid on it and move on. And another word for that would be shut down. And so instead, when somebody's telling me something, Mm -hmm. And everything in me wants to correct it with right theology, with right thinking, with whatever. Hold it for just a moment. Mm -hmm. Hold it, mm -hmm. suspend that for now. Because if we get in too fast with correcting, mm -hmm. we shut everything down. And if you've really emphasized that we need a spirit of curiosity. That's right. And I just think about a word, a word like maybe a word of discovery, mm -hmm. of just um, be, being open mm -hmm. to maybe a different track of thinking and, and way of um, moving into a more productive and we're going to talk about some of these words right. today right right um so just yeah. think about the way that you respond when someone shuts you down and why did you respond that way did you respond that way because what they were saying was wrong or did you respond that way because you know that you know right. that that's what god thinks. Right, you right. know what god's word says but just let me process it so think about how you desire from a friend a safe place mm -hmm. where I'm going to say to you, I'm not shocked by what you said. I don't need to correct you right away because most of the time mm -hmm. you already know that, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to ask is, well, tell me more. Tell me where's that coming freedom from. Freedom there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, yes. And my role is not to correct you, but to cultivate a space between the two of us of curiosity. Okay? So here's the strange thing. That's exactly what you're going to try to do in your own brain. Right. You're with yourself. Yes. You're doing that with yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you're... I hear you like you're hanging out in the observation room. You're not bringing in the evaluation or stepping into the evaluating room. You're just pausing, lingering in the observation. Mm -hmm. So if we think about how we want to retrain our inner coach, because you're not going to fire the inner coach. She or he is always going to be there, but you can retrain them. And so I want you to think about a person that you feel safe with, a person that you respect, a person that does not correct you, but also doesn't coddle you when you're talking to them, okay? Mm -hmm. Think about that person, all right? That's the kind of person I want in your head. That's how I want you to speak to yourself. 
A lot of times when I'm with clients, I'll talk about uh, kind of think about the voice, the way that you and I are exploring right now, how I'm engaging you. This is the way that I want you to talk to yourself, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. And so uh, the inner voice can, mm -hmm. is, let, let's talk about that disruption that you feel when the, you hear that inner voice. Yeah, yeah, because the inner voice really can uh, <clears throat> dysregulate that nervous system. Okay, wait, 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 wait dysregulate there's one of those words regulate dysregulate mm -hmm. like we're reading it in all the books we're hearing it That's on right. all the podcasts it feels a little bit like psychobabble mm -hmm. can you please <laughs> in Anna Nash words explain to me what that means regulate and dysregulate okay so to regulate it just means um, to get back into your sane mind it means to be in a place mentally uh, where we are neither cut off from your thoughts, your feelings, your physical sensations, but you're also not overwhelmed by that. Would you would you say that this is a word sort of stabilization? Exactly. You're stable. Mm -hmm. You're so the word regulate, y'all. She's saying that means to stabilize, mm -hmm, just emotion yeah. emotionally stabilize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so. But there's anxiety, and it's welling up. I mean, like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to tell you that I was in a situation Saturday with my husband, and it's rising, and I can tell that I'm becoming deregulated. Dysregulated. Di I'm sorry. I think that's a banking term. <laughs> that's right. Just, just, I can tell. I'm like, okay, I can tell by my anxiety level right now that I'm getting dysregulated. Okay, now you're saying I can tell by my anxiety level, but what you're actually meaning by, quote, anxiety level, how do you know what your anxiety level is? Again, that physical, those indicator lines. Mm -hmm. Physical sensations, mm -hmm. I start getting tight, I start breathing fast, um, I start my thoughts are spinning, spinning they're going very, very going fast. crazy, yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm emotionally feeling something very, very strong. So kind of like, again, you looked at an anxiety scale of a of a one to ten, mm -hmm. where you're trying to say is right around a five. Okay, so because what happens between five and ten? What, what why do you need to pull it back to a five? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know when somebody says, "I just, I don't know what happened. I just lost my mind." Well, that's really pretty much exactly. In fact, wow. that's, that's well, actually that's a, true. <laughs> we can say that's a scientific term. Yes, yes. I yes. lost my head. We literally, yes. yes, yes, yes. And what that you know, when you are dysregulated, what that means is something has occurred, and you have an over response to it. Okay, if we have an over response, mm -hmm. we are enraged by that very simple comment right there. Yeah, we know that we have been. Here's the word. Triggered. Okay, there you go again. That's another word that's mm -hmm. a buzzword right now. So can you give us a good, what your definition is of trigger so yeah. that we can relate to it? So important. A trigger is what I know about myself tend to be, if you will, my tender places. Mm. The places where I tend to overreact. Okay? okay? Now, uh, a lot of times people talk about, you need to know my triggers. You need to know my triggers. No. You don't need to know my triggers as much as I aware, need to self know aware my, of my triggers. My own yes. triggers, that's right. Because I know, uh-oh, uh-oh, I tend to respond really, really strong when somebody starts talking like that, and then I become very aware of my own self. Why is that important? Because I'm going to hold on to myself before I act out of that. So, I mean, yeah, do I think it's important for close friends, whatever, to know what my triggers, my quote, 
tender places are. Yes, perhaps, yes, mm -hmm. that, that can be mm -hmm. important. But what's most important about triggers is that you personally know what it is that, quote, sets you off. Recognize it. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Again, that, I'm going to say tender places in you that uh, need uh, to be yeah, attended to. I love that word. In the, in the study, in the teaching, you, you, I do think you connected those tender places to your history or your story. Mm -hmm. So that's right. There is some kind of a memory lodged in your brain. Sometimes it's subconscious, sometimes it's conscious. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. All you know is, wow, strong reaction right there. And what does that say? Okay, be careful. Be careful with yourself right there. Okay. Attend to what's happening in you right now. So right now I'm feeling all this whole idea of fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. So when someone triggers you, right? When so when someone is triggered, that those are one of their three tendencies. And that's, did you say something like that's the way God created us? Your brain, when your brain has been triggered, mm -hmm. you have what that means is generally, generally your lower brain is now in charge. Mm -hmm. Your upper brain, which is the part of the brain that's in charge of reasoning and regulation of emotion to keep you from mm -hmm. acting out of mm -hmm. impulse, etc., that is no longer in charge. Now, once I have gone into what I would call a trauma response, similar to what you just talked about with your husband, right. where I'm really <clears throat> feeling a lot of things really, really strong, right. and I'm moving out of that, Generally, what that means is my lower brain is now in charge. Taken over. That's yeah. right. And my lower brain only knows to do three things in order to protect me. That's mm -hmm. what it's trying to do, okay. which is fight. I'm going to fight right back. I'm going to put him in his place before he does it mm -hmm. to me. Or I'm going to freeze. I have absolutely no idea what to do. It's deer in headlights. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember what he just said or what I'm supposed to say back. Or you or, can do like me, get in the car and drive off oh. by myself. <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's flight. Flight, flight. But now remember too, you you can do flight right, sitting right. when you're in the car. Exactly. And you can't get exactly. out. You can do flight by what? Just shutting right down. And so when we're in those modes of operation of the fight, flight, or freeze, that is a place where we cannot regulate. We're dysregulated. That's correct. And so in those places, right, when we're doing fight, flight, or freeze, it's like we're right in the center of the storm and we've got to wait until that storm has passed in order to be able to regulate, in order to calm down. Um, trauma therapist Andy Colbert, she wrote the book Trying Softer, yes. great book. And now it has a workbook, by the way. Uh, she puts it this way, perhaps the difference between being stuck outside in the middle of a, I'm sorry, picture the difference between being stuck outside in the middle of a storm and watching a forecast of that upcoming storm while sitting safely in your home. While you're in the storm without an umbrella, no less, all you can do is react. But when you know that the storm is coming, you can respond to the threat by staying inside or grabbing rain gear on your way out of the house. Instead of just reacting, you can respond deliberately. So how do you do that? You watch your indicator lights. That is like watching the forecast of an impending storm. Mm. And those indicator lights are going to help keep you regulated or they're going to help get you back into regulation more quickly. Okay, so I'm in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm in the middle of it. Right. And I'm wanting to react. And I'm feeling the reaction, the words, the thoughts, the emotions. It is intensifying. 
Yeah. That, and I know that I want to regulate. That's right. That's right. We can hold both at the same time. And that's actually called being flooded. It actually is called being flooded. And it's true, too, that your brain actually is experiencing at that point a chemical wash. Okay. Okay. But how do I, when I have been, uh, right now I'm what, on an 8 to 9 to 10 on right. the anxiety yeah, scale, definitely. how do I calm at that point. This is not the time to think through what my response should be. This is the time to go in, pull out, do this work that I'm about to describe to you before you can ever hope to respond to something. Because when you are in that heightened state of mm -hmm. being flooded, you're not going to be able to respond because you're in the lower brain. You can only react. And it's not good. <laughs> that is not good. That's when it, yeah. Okay. We say crazy things and do crazy things. That's exactly right. Right. Well, that would be another book. So, <laughs> but what we're going to try to do um, with what I'm just about to teach you right now is how do I get back down when I'm in that way high state? How do I stabilize? That's right. I'm not ready to talk back to my husband yet because I want to rip his head off or I want to get in the car and drive off. What do I do? Okay. Um, I'm going to borrow for just a moment um, from Dan Siegel. Uh, he's a psychotherapist that works a lot in the area of trauma, and he says that you need to be able to tame it um, by naming it. So what we're going to do is we're going to name what's going on because that helps us tame it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're just going to go through the indicator lights. What am I feeling right now? Where am I holding that physically? Um, what are the thoughts that are coming out of those, the, that those feelings are coming out of what thoughts? Mm -hmm. So what am I thinking right there? So all I'm doing right there is I just went through the indicator lights. It doesn't matter which one you go through. I want you to go through all three indicator lights, name each of those, and mm -hmm. then hold it. Stop. Do nothing. I want you to think of, if you will, uh, holding a goldfish bowl with gravel and water inside. It's swirling and swirling and swirling around. Hold that bowl until it settles down just a little bit. Once it's settled, after you've held it for a moment, ask Jesus, what do I need right now? Hmm. Not what do I need to do right now, but what do I need right now? See, what we're doing is the indicator lights have come on and said, you need to attend to you, all right? Because there's something that, a need that needs to be met. Exactly. So you're saying, Jesus, what do I need right now? Um, and that Jesus is teaching us to attend to the wound of our heart rather than acting out of them. Mm -hmm. He's teaching us to attend to them. Um, now, what might that mean? Well, that might mean doing a breath prayer in by uh, uh, be still and know that I am God out by be still and know that I am God in by three out by six breaths um, mm -hmm. or uh, some thought work. It, it can be um, you. We've done another uh, study just on how to um, correct some of our thinking that is off. But again, Often at this point, that necessitates a fairly high level. Your, your mm -hmm. upper brain has got to be back online. But see, this is what we're trying to do is get that upper brain back online. Uh, sometimes it might be, I do need to get in the car and I need to drive. And I'm able to do that because I've calmed myself just a little bit. So I'm going to say to my husband, rather than ripping his head off, I'm going to say, I need a moment. I'll be back. 
I'll be back in 15 minutes. I'm going to take a drive, uh, take a walk, just breathe, eat a piece of chocolate, uh, play whatever. Some, play some soft music. Yes. Soothing. Yes. yes. So that, that definitely can begin to sound a little mystical. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. really like breathing? Asking Jesus. Like, I know. I know. Like I needed it. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It doesn't feel very concrete. Mm -hmm. Because it's not. Um, but it's not, and yet it is. I mean, what, what's happening is, is often I know for myself, when I am dysregulated, I seek to regulate myself by talking, by going to someone else and getting them to regulate me. Mm -hmm. Um, or I'm, I'm going to uh, chocolate or ice cream and getting it mm -hmm. to regulate me, mm -hmm. right? We tend to move out and here it, what we're doing when we're asking the father, you tell me, what is it? Mm -hmm. Jesus, what is it that I need right now? I'm mm -hmm. not going to anyone else but you. You tell me, what is it that I need right now? Rather than turning to myself mm -hmm. to figure myself out, which I can't, or going to others to get them to calm me down as I rant that I'm trying to get them to calm me down mm -hmm. and say the right things, mm -hmm. which um, if you'll ask my husband, that tends to be <laughs> terribly unsuccessful as well. But um, I'm going to the Father. I, I'm reminded of that scripture that says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What I hear you saying is, it's not mystical. You are renewing your mind mm -hmm. in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's um, right. Think of it, you're kind of like saying, Jesus, Jesus, rescue me right now from this high dysregulated state. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You ground me. You root me. Now, again, many of you have been to counselors or read books that teach you specific what we call grounding techniques. Mm -hmm. All of those things are fine. Sure. Those are absolutely sure. fine. But I want you to see those things as from the Father rather than me doing my own best work to take care of me. That you're not alone. That mm -hmm. he, the Spirit is with you and in you. Because, you know, in that moment, I think that one of the the most strong underlying thoughts when we are dysregulated is I am alone. Mm. There is no one fighting for me. I've got to take care of Yes. Me. And I'm reminded of a quote from one of your previous studies. I think it was Unhitching from the Crazy Train where he is in this, he is in me. And just that awareness of his presence brings your stress level down. Mm -hmm. As does, as you said in the teaching today, it's just naming, going back to the very beginning of this conversation, just naming it. Mm -hmm. There's proof scientifically that it settles your brain down. Mm -hmm. It's calming you said down. That. Right. Okay, so we have a couple more minutes. So Anna Nash is going to get it like super, super practical. And I always love to throw Julie a question that we haven't talked about. I did not rehearse this. At this point, she's always glaring at me, uh -huh. y'all. But anyway. Okay, so, so I'm in the garage. I'm not. I'm making this up for all of you. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend that was in the garage. I don't even have a garage. <laughs> so anyway. So I mean, like you're in the garage. You're trying to get the kids to the soccer game. You're throwing the stuff in. All of a sudden, there's some words exchanged between you and your spouse. And on my word, you're about to be late. You've got to take the snacks. You've got to unload the kids. You've got to do all the things. And you've got them going to home and fed and people down for naps. And, like, I, I want to talk a little bit about the timing of all this. Because, like, sometimes I can't do all those things right now. Like, I'm a mom. I've got to go do all the things. Like, 
How could I? Mm-hmm. I wish I could just step back mm-hmm. into my bedroom and sit in a chair and do, oh my word, these women would love to be breath, doing breathing exercises. That's good. That's good. You're right. You're right. Okay, so I'm on my feet. I, I'm 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 grabbing the child out of the car seat, etc. Which, by the way, if I'm doing physical movement like that, honestly, that's probably revving me up. It's mm. probably a good idea at that. Put my hands down by my side. Breathe a moment. Okay. What's happening right now? What's happening right now? Listen, I think you could do this in two to three seconds. I seriously do. Really? I, well, okay. Maybe four to five. But what am I feeling right now? Oh, my goodness. I'm feeling such tightness in my chest. I'm so angry. Okay, what's going on? I'm. Why didn't he help me? Why isn't anyone helping me? Mm-hmm. Why is everyone working against me right now? All mm-hmm. right. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Breathe. Now get that child out of that car seat and continue on in that process. Mm-hmm. I'm taking that child out, Jesus, right now. What do I need right now, Father? What do I need right mm-hmm. now? Name it. Name what you need. Name what you need. It, it, see, I've got to bring the Father into those practical moments. You're you're so right. I'm glad you said that because we can't run yeah. into our prayer closet all the time. We can't. But, you know, the the isn't one of the key parts of being godly is not to be godlessly, which is to live without a constant awareness mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. presence of and the peace of the Father. He is there with me at all times. I don't have to ask for him to be with me. Mm-hmm. He is already there. Yeah. So I guess what we're talking about here would be turning. Imagine that you are yoked with him, because that's mm-hmm. what you are, Matthew 11, turning to him mm-hmm. and saying, in essence, what's going on as we're moving? As we're moving, right. I'm not alone. Right. Even as I have turned... I've already reminded myself of the truth that mm-hmm. I am not alone. Does that make sense? Oh, that's so good, yeah. And it's not that we bring God into it. It's more mm-hmm. that we are renewing our mind, that we have a greater awareness that he is there. He's already there. He's already there. Mm-hmm. He's already there. What a wonderful, wonderful note to end this on. I just, And then I will say, when you do have some time, do some go of that. Go back. Re- go kind of go over it because I think rehearsing these patterns mm-hmm. makes me more skilled at it. You know, you're exactly right. When we've done thought work before, we've we've said, you know, the truth is, is that it's not that difficult because if you do it for a little bit, if mm-hmm. you start examining, watching yourself, you start to recognize it. Yes. over and over and over. Yeah. It's the same patterns. It's the same thoughts. It's the same feeling over and over. So you're right. Being out of the situation, being able to do a little work as you're reflecting back on it is tremendously helpful because the next time when you do it again, you've already done it once before. So you already kind of know where yeah. you're going. Yeah, that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank y'all for joining us again today. We just really want to bring encouragement. Don't hesitate to reach out to us in an email. At um, You can reach out to us at info at restore-ministries.org. And we are here for you. We're praying for you. And we're so thankful to be in the struggle on earth with you, finding where true hope is. We appreciate y'all. Yes. Have a great day. Restore Ministry friends. This is Mandy Miller and I work with the Restore Ministries team on um, Bible studies and a various number of other things. And we are so excited about Julie's newest study from the inside out. Just wanted to let you know that there are three ways that you can participate this fall in from the inside out. The first way is you can um, purchase the video and workbook and walk through the study with 
me and a group of um, other people just like you in an online community. So that's one way. The second way is the traditional way, like if you wanted to be a facilitator, um, if you've done the study before or you wanted to lead a group through it, there's a, there's a facilitator option. And then there's also just an audio option if you just like to listen. So go to www.restore-ministries.org backslash inside dash out. I know that's a mouthful www.restore-ministries.org backslash inside-out and you can get started there.